And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Hello, Athletic NBA Show listeners. I'm Dave DeFore. I wanted to share some exciting news. The NBA Daily Ding is moving permanently to the Athletic NBA Show feed. That's right. Monday through Friday, you're going to be able to catch up on all of the previous night's action in the time it takes to make coffee. Fancy coffee. So join me, Andrew Schleck, Trevon Edwards, Keith Parrish, Jared Weiss, our special guests, and your favorite athletic beat writers as we break down the previous night's action and all of the news from the day before. Your friends are going to think you're a basketball genius. Be sure to tell them why, though. Make sure you check us out Monday through Friday right here on the Athletic NBA Show for the NBA Daily Day. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. One sec, one sec, one sec. Hold on, I gotta delete 50 million podcasts really quick. It'll take two seconds, sorry. Oh, you, don't, you don't get enough space. On, on Jay, keep all this in. I'm on the podcast. Uh, sorry. Don't keep in the Dennis Schroeder comment, though. I can't have that. <laughs> get rid of that. Please don't keep and bleep that, that in. Just, just, you know, just bleep the, bleep the name. That's all you gotta do. All right, I hope this works. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show Podcast Basket Buds Edition on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. Jade Hoyt is producing. We got James Edwards III. We got Jake King. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Mo Dakiel. And gentlemen, we've got quite a show ahead of us. We're going to dig into some of Andre Iguodala's theories on Kyrie Irving's play in his career. We're going to ask if the Cavs are for real or if the Hawks and Grizzlies are in trouble. Maybe a Marvin Bagley the third update from James Edwards the third. Now, why would that be? Because maybe the Pistons want to trade for him. And of course, Scottie Pippen is trying to sell stuff. And whenever Scottie Pippen is trying to sell stuff, it gives us content. But before that, gentlemen, as we record this, the Los Angeles Clippers are on a seven-game win streak heading into a game Sunday night against the Chicago Bulls. We do not know what happened yet because we're recording this probably, I don't know, eight hours before that's done. But I'll just say, here, Jade, we'll cover this. The Clippers have extended that win streak to eight straight thanks to a win (laughs) over the Bulls. Or the Bulls snapped that seven-game win streak. The Clippers are no longer the hottest team in basketball, but still, they're on such a run right now after a tough start to the season. And Trey, I ask you, are the Clippers the best team in Los Angeles? Is water this, rem- wet? this reminds me of the time when they uh the Lakers first got LeBron and it was like kind of tricky and they were you know thriving and things of that nature. But um if you look at the record, yeah. Um but I guess now I now yeah. I do want to say three of those wins have come against the Timberwolves. And, and another one was against the Thunder. Yeah, so all right, uh, you know, maybe the schedule's not that but they they beat a Heat team that even though Jimmy Butler you, that's the thing you can't say, well, this team didn't have in this guy because the Clippers are down Kawhi and they're down Serge Ibaka, right? Like they've got right, Isaiah so Hartenstein let, playing minutes. And, let, and me, still. let me be my, let me be mindful of this. I mean, as I as I travel to Los Angeles, I don't want to be banned from Los Angeles. <laughs> so yeah, you got to support the right team here. Yeah, so I got to I got to be mindful. Although you know the seven game win streak is nice and Reggie or Jackson's eight game win streak. Who knows? Or or eight. It can keep going. And Reggie Jackson's averaging twenty one points per game. Um. I would have to say 
I'm gonna have to give the letter the Lakers still the edge. Okay. Um, but yeah. I respect what the Clippers are doing. I'm not trying to overshadow um the great job Tyron Lou is doing with this team because honestly, without Kawhi Leonard, they were really kind of projected to be not even, you know, like probably in tournament, tier. you know, yeah. Yeah, bottom tier. But like now, PG being healthy, PJ PG performing well. He's looking like an MVP candidate. Um, we've already kind of put the what ifs, like what if he gasses out, you know, and things of that nature. I think he has always been a good player. I think he's just kind of doesn't know how to be a complimentary player with other good players. Right. And that's where he struggles. So um, the Clippers are for real, but the Lakers are still who they are. Because, I mean, until the Clippers continue to play someone, I mean, I, I can't really give them the ultimate respect off beating, you know, a team three times and then a bad team three times. <laughs> awful team as, three times. As well as, you know, beating a team that wants to lose games on purpose. So, right. You know, those are the things. So I, I can't give them the edge at the moment. Um, but it's very impressive with the culture that Tyron Lewis is building and will make it an easier transition when Kawhi comes back next season. I've seen – I think – Real quick, I think it's enti- real quick, Jay. Oh, I've seen go some ahead. some Clippers fans, you know, say like, "Oh, where are the Paul George haters and doubters?" And like, I again, like as Trey said, we've known he's good. I think the key to this stretch and this start of the season is Paul George hasn't said anything stupid in front of the microphone, <laughs> right. right? Like that always discounts the good play for for a this lot. This has of always us. been a Paul George appreciation podcast. I love always? PG. <laughs> we shit on him. I've said some pretty uh, critical things about him. No, but he's been great. And I, I think it's entirely possible that the Clippers are better than the Lakers in the regular season. But if if Kawhi is still out when the playoffs come, the Lakers are a more dangerous playoff team. They just have a lot to figure out. I feel like the Clippers know who they are. They they know how to win with the group that they have. And like they beat the Jazz without Kawhi last year. And and so they have a a bunch of pieces that kind of have a little continuity. Uh, and Paul George has been fantastic. Reggie Jackson's playing much better after a very very slow start. He was bad at the beginning of the season. Uh, Same Kennard, with Batum. Kennard's yeah. taking advantage yeah. of extra minutes. Yeah, Batum he's bounced back. So they're kind of the team that they were in the playoffs after the Kawhi injury right now versus whatever they were at the beginning of the season when guys were still figuring it out. They've been really good, man. But the the schedule is bad. I mean, the we keep is, we, we keep tough. crushing them. The Lakers lost to the Thunder twice. Yeah, that, the I, Thunder I, are no joke, man. Josh Giddey's tough. Hold on, hold on. Oh, easy, easy. The Thunder easy. can't be no joke when they beat the <laughs> Lakers, but we discredited them when the Clippers beat them. The right. Lakers, there was too okay, much Lakers. Okay, Mo. Okay, Mo. I love that. I no, love no, that. Was, no, points no, were but, made, Mo. No, no. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like... Poku is as, as talented as it gets. He's no Cole get Anthony. Jay, get Jay off I mean, the podcast. I mean, I will <laughs> say this, too. Can, can, I, can I honestly say that both L.A. teams are bad? Or, like, not great? Because... Yeah, with the, I think I don't you're going to do that to really, the Clippers. I'm ready for the Lakers. The, the, the Lakers aren't that... But I, I said this at the beginning. I said, look, the Lakers might not make it to the finals. And yeah. people were saying some nasty things and i'm like look i'm from la and i get it everybody wants them to win but like how this team is made up they're starting laker fans are finally starting to see russell westbrook and he had a good game in the last game you know what i mean like i'm not mad at it it's going to be a roller coaster where he's going to have good games and he's going to have some really bad games it's the end of but game not stuff, having Trey. that's the thing like it's yeah, but so not ha- yeah exactly but not having lebron james or having you know uh my inconsistent anthony davis those things kind of fluctuate. I mean, they get yeah. THT back and we can kind of gauge it off of that. But like, they're looking for anything at this particular moment. You know what I mean? Just kind of trying to dig. And it's like, they're not on some like, hey, we made the playoffs. They want to like win. It's Tyler or bust. Yeah. It's, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when it comes down to that, they're not good. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Yeah, when it comes right. to title or bust, we have the right to say that they're not good. I mean, they have a higher ceiling. Like, if they actually figure it out and put it together, like, nobody's looking 
as good as the Clippers can play, nobody's going to, this team has a chance to get to the finals. And I think that's the difference between the two teams. But, you know, Clippers are rolling, man. Ty Lue gets the best out of these guys. And I think that's kind of a, a thing that is is underrated. Like, he just sort of, everybody's rolling and clicking. He's turned Hartenstein into a player. You know, everybody's he, like, I, I've, I've shit on Hartenstein, Hartenstein turned so himself much. into a player. Yeah, and he's, well, I don't know about that. But he's like, he's <laughs> actually giving them good minutes off the bench, Mo. Great You're minutes right. off yeah. the bench. Like, he's coming yeah. in and doing that. They're getting stuff. They're winning games sometimes where if Paul George isn't going off, it's Kennard and Terrence Mann and mm-hmm. Hartenstein who are, who are getting them and keeping them in these games and things like that so that PG can close it down the stretch. Like, we're not giving enough credit to Ty Lu. Like, he's phenomenal. And I think he's... I agree. He's I, underrated, I, man. I think uh, he's, I want to add... Real, real quick. Just real, real quick. Yeah, go for it, James. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm going to change the subject. So you, you go ahead. I was going to say, I just feel like we've always kind of just had passive praise for Ty Lue. Like I remember last year when we were doing the pod and the playoffs and like we would, his adjustments. Yeah. Like, yeah, but he's, he's perfectly like the blend of getting the best out of players and then having his team playing like modern NBA basketball. Like I think he checks every single box. And I think that's a big reason why like he empowers players. I mean, Reggie Jackson's I don't I don't know necessarily if he's empowered like that if if there's another coach and he's having kind of this third life to his career and Luke Kennard stepping up and like you guys said with Hartenstein I just think Ty Lue checks every box as a coach and I, I think we talked about it before like he needs to be in that discussion when we're like talking about um, um, like the Nick Nurses of yeah. the world yeah he's me. one of the top coaches for sure yeah yeah uh, at this point for sure um, Jay did you say Poku is one of the most talented players. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't mean that. Okay, because he's shooting thirty percent from the field. I just yeah, wanted to make yeah. sure. Like, it's a good thirty percent. What, <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? It's a good thirty percent. Thirty percent shooters can be lethal too. <laughs> to to who? Their own team? That was an Evan Turner quote from back in the day. He, yeah. he was he was shooting like fifteen percent from three, and then he hit a big one. He's like, yeah, fifteen percent shooters are lethal. Jay, Jay heard that and started nodding his head like, "Oh, I'm going to keep like, that yep, for my own out. game." I've got an out. Yep. <laughs> yep. So um, Poku Poku fits that. I was talking about this on the on the radio last week, and I'm I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, Jay, do you think that? If the Clippers are better than expected throughout the season, right? If they keep this kind of play up and they, I don't know, let's say they avoid the play-in tournament. Let's say they're the top five seed in the West, um, keeping all this up, or maybe even top four have home court advantage. Do you think that might influence Kawhi's decision to come back if he's like kind of on the fence about whether or not to to return to the court this year? I don't think so. Just because he has a history, and I'm not saying it's a, a bad thing, but he has a history of of being cautious with his body and and making sure that he's right before he gets back. So I don't think that would really impact him too much. Uh, maybe with some other guys, but with Kawhi in specific, like I think he's going to take his time, come back when he should come back and, and be smart about it, which will ultimately benefit the Clippers long-term. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, like, Ty Lue has the perfect narrative for coach of the year. Kawhi's out. He he just coached a great playoff run last season. And now if, if he can get them to the top four, top five seed, Ty Lue coach of the year. Boys. <laughs> Hold on. Don't forget about my boy, Billy Donovan, out there in Chicago. You guys already know. Doing his thing. Oh, that drum, I, I, knew, I knew James was going to take yeah, the I've Bulls been waiting to talk about today. the Bulls. I was mad I missed last week. I've been waiting to talk about the Bulls, baby. I got so much slander. They hear. What does that Chi-town. mean? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. You saying Chi Town doesn't do anything here? What are, what are you talking <laughs> about? Shout out to he Billy did, Donovan. He did say the Bulls were going to be good. I didn't buy it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's been it's been two weeks, so let me not. They also got they got smoked by the Warriors. They did get smoked by the Warriors. <laughs> they lost both tests to Philadelphia, who's all kinds of banged up. Like, you know, the, like yeah, the Bulls no. are good, but like they're I, fine. They still might be I'm a playing tournament shit. team. Yeah, I'm just talking shit. They're okay. fine. Shout out to Billy Donovan, though. Sure. The fourth time you said that in about two minutes, shout out to Billy Donovan. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, speaking of the Bulls, guys, what a transition from uh, from one James Edwards III. Uh, Scotty Pippen is saying shit. And so Scotty Pippen was saying shit earlier 
Um, I don't even know where to start with what he's been saying. We could probably do a whole podcast on that. But Scotty has been just saying shit. And and we know that he did that last year as he or was it earlier this year? I don't know. They all blends together. But he was trying to sell a whiskey, right? He's trying to sell his own whiskey. And so he was he was doing that. And he's saying all kinds of stuff about Michael Jordan and the last dance and this. Now he's trying to sell a book. He wrote a book about all this stuff. And so, Trey, you're our resident Bulls fan. Um, you're our Bulls expert, especially our 90s Bulls expert. When Scotty says stuff like, we won in spite of Michael Jordan getting on guys. Um, we won, uh, you know, I'm a much better teammate than him. He, you know, I cringe thinking back to how poorly Michael treated teammates and everything. Um, what do you, is Scotty just trying to sell this book is there validity to what he's saying? Like, what what do you make of this Scotty Pippen run? Because he has been very vocal against Michael over the last few years and very pro LeBron, so it does kind of line up with that. Um, it kind of discredits everything he said. Like when he kept changing his mind, right? He said LeBron, and then he said no, Michael, and then now that he's on his book tour and he's doing all these quotes and he's you know shouts to to Tyler over there at GQ to get him to open up and say these things. Um, these quotes have been questionable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I, all I jokes aside, okay. all yeah. jokes aside. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, these aren't normal things to say, you know what I mean? Like obviously basketball is a team game. Um, Scotty Pippen played a huge part in this, you know, the six rings, but to, to, to consider himself the greatest player of all time. He's not, he's never been mentioned by peers, by fans, nothing like that. Right. So then, um, you know, you, you, you have to, you have to consider those things of like, well, what's going on? Are you, are you really mad about, you know, uh, the last dance being one of those things where Michael only got paid, you know what I mean? Or he got paid the most. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like, is this a money thing? Like, do you need money? And it just gets, it just gets worse. And I just hate for him to throw, I don't want to say throw it all away or become a laughing stock or overshadow his own career due to this thing. You know what I mean? Because obviously, you know, every team has a star player and Michael Jordan happened to be that star one, player. Right? But yeah. Like he's, right. Yeah. <laughs> But to say that Michael Jordan ruined the game of basketball or there's no Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen, I mean, I don't – I think Michael Jordan was going to be Michael Jordan. He might not have right. won six rings. He probably would have won one or two. But he's definitely not made by Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen shows up and, you know, you know, I, I think there's some, some, some narratives that have changed over the years where – Oh, Michael Jordan needed Scottie Pippen to guard Magic Johnson when Michael Jordan stepped up in game three and guarded him throughout the rest of the series right. and shut Magic Johnson down. Right. Like, it's it's so many things that, like, you know what I mean? Again, I love Scottie Pippen. think he's an amazing talent. But, like, for him to say that, you know, KD would be a non-factor. Like, it, these quotes are just hot. Yeah, that's they're, why. I mean, come on, man. They're, like, that's they're, so they're piping hot, man. Yeah. They're piping hot. I think some of this is, at least from with him and Jordan is, and, and and I'm guessing here, but I wonder if Scotty at some point thought like, hey, MJ views me at, at a certain level. And then the last dance comes out and he's like, yo, he not at all views me the way I thought he did. And I think that's where some of that, at least my guess is some of that comes from because he feels like, you know, he was pissed during the the last dance when all the stuff was coming out about how he was being portrayed and everything like that. So I feel like there's some of that stuff. And then some of the stuff with like the KD and things like that. I think that's just him trying to sell a book. And then, yeah, I, I think, think I agree with that part. The, I think most of the stuff he says is just kind of wild, <laughs> but I, <laughs> yeah. I do think there's some validity to the fact that when Pippen comes out and says, you know, I think we won in spite of Jordan being an asshole, basically, like people have have formed this legend around Jordan punching a teammate in the face or Jordan being so ruthless and and I don't think that stuff made those Bulls teams great. And I do think Pippen's probably right. Like if Jordan hadn't punched teammates in the face, if if he'd been a little easier to deal with, like maybe that team doesn't go through as much. Maybe they have an easier time. Maybe, you know, Steve Kerr's face looks a little better. 
than than they it does right 72 now. Seventy two and then sixty nine games in back to back years. Like what do you like? I don't Agreed. understand. But but from okay, but from from Pippen's perspective, right? From Pippen's perspective, like all the years since those Bulls teams have just hyped up Jordan, right? Yeah, and he's As he's become should. untouchable, and every single thing he did is held up as the right way to do things i don't i don't agree with and that I, I don't agree I, with that i think that I think, narrative has been changed big time since his playing days this episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra the official beer sponsor of the nba want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob ultra courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive nba prizes and experiences like official gear courtside seats to an nba game and more head over to michelobultra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. See, but like like there for a long time, it was like you had to be ruthless or else you weren't good enough. And LeBron dealt with some of the backlash for that because he wasn't ruthless enough. And he was he was too willing to pass to wide open teammates in the crunch shot, like th- those are the things LeBron got heat for because Jordan was one way and LeBron wasn't. But Jordan did the stuff, did that stuff too. Like that's where I don't think that holds up. Like I understand what you're saying, but I like Jordan. You know, made a pass that then went to you know to Horace Grant and then went to John Paxson. Michael Jordan found Bill Winnington on the baseline, right? Like all this stuff. Like he made passes when needed, just like LeBron made passes when needed. I I think the myth in the in you know the like impeccable image that was Michael Jordan during his playing days. I think that absolutely got ruined after like, I I think that's been, that's been dismantled completely. It's just, we then still look at it. Like he's one of the, I've talked about this. He's one of the few guys and maybe I'm wrong on this, but he's one of the few guys where like, I'll go back and watch games in the nineties. I'm like, looks, this isn't bad basketball, but it's not good. Right. Like it's like the game is really weird to look at now when you look back then because of it's like, yeah, they had hand checking. It was physical and everything, but like help defense had to come from 25 feet away to rotate. (laughs) Right. Like it's just like the the lane is wide open for a lot of these things. And so there's give and take. No way LeBron could have scored on Craig Hodges. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, he couldn't score on JJ Barrett. So maybe there's accuracy. Zach saying LeBron, Zach saying Jordan couldn't play in this era. Got it. Good. Exactly. I'm saying Jordan (laughs) could not play with help defense. Uh, But no, but like I look at that, but the one dude that's always like flashback proof to me is I'll watch Michael Jordan. And I'm like, this dude was better than I thought he was. And I thought he was the greatest <laughs> right. then. Right. Like I think the, the stuff on the court has been validated. And then some, I think the image off the court has been completely tarnished and, but he's so good that we don't care. But guess what? He don't care either. He's exactly. not out here trying to defend right. himself. That's the best thing about it, and that's why I love Michael Jordan to this day, despite him being a bad person and not yeah, signing my autograph. <laughs> but but I, I will say this, dude: just seeing, you know, pretty much seeing Michael Jordan like not entertain any of this. You know, normally a uh, uh, common folk would be trying to defend himself. Like I'm tired of people talking about me. Right. This man gets mentioned. Every single day, whether it's people that he that he doesn't know that exists or whether it's people that, you know, what I mean, on on uh, media platforms that are comparing mm-hmm. him to current players. Right. And he has yet to just step out and say, I'm the GOAT. You know, I'm well, the best to ever do well, it. He did. I, he did have a ten part documentary that he. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the documentary. <laughs> well, he did well, I'm just saying, but he I'm just for- saying, like, but I'm just saying overall, whether it's 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 kind of. You know, let's still com- it's open for conversation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's here. It's break down the film. You guys tell me what it is. It's not him yeah. pushing that narrative. Trey, I and know if I, also- if I were him, if I were him, I would be showing up constantly on these shows. Like, nah, fuck that. I'm the greatest. Let me <laughs> tell you why. Like, Everywhere, yeah. bro. Everywhere. I'd get I'd get on Twitter live. Watch do a what Periscope. I did these dudes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, just let MJ know he's got an open invite on Buds anytime he wants to jump Look, on. If we're if the schedule works, <laughs> right? no, he Scotty doesn't have an Pepper. open. No, Mike, you got to go through our people, okay? And no, you don't have an open invite. I, it needs to work with my schedule. All right, that's how you do it. So okay, fine. He make... can come on my Twitch stream whenever the hell he wants. Mo, you're so bad at this. No, you're you're like, oh, please, please come on the show. No, we make it look exclusive, and then he's like, oh, maybe I want to be on that. Right? Me bad at something? Let's be shocked. I mean, really, is that any shocking news? <laughs> Um. Yeah, Charles Barkley went on the Dan Patrick show, show and said that Pippen is big game hunting for clicks, which you know, I, who yeah. among us yeah. has not? Let me ask you a question. Which, which, which also Barkley is probably trying to get in good grace with Mike. <laughs> like, I mean, that, right? Because that's one thing. It's kind of similar to Mike and LeBron. Is like the fact that like once you speak on those dudes, you're kind of banished. So. When you start off, you need to pick and choose what side you're going to be on. You're going to be pro Jordan. You're going to be pro LeBron. And once you choose that side to speak out, and, you know, like Barkley even tried to explain himself, like, dude, I'm just doing my job. Like, I should be able to be critical of you. You know what I mean? When he called him a bad owner. And it was like, nope, you're banished. I don't care what you say. It doesn't matter if we have right. been friends for 20 years or not. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just how he takes things. And I, I'm understanding, you know, we always make fun about a clutch narrative or things of that nature, but like you see it like where there's positive, there's, there's people that talk positively and there's people that's openly cr- critical of right. what yeah. LeBron does. You know what I mean? And it's kind of pick 100%. and choose and, and it goes that way. And those are the people he chooses to interact with, which isn't a bad thing, but no, it's just, un- it's just unfair. So I don't think that it's going to put Barkley in good grace, but it's just kind of like, all right, you chose your side. It is what it is, right? Like it just—that's all it is. Yeah. Is, is anybody? Are these quotes going to make anybody go actually read the book? I almost feel like it's doing the opposite. I kind of want to yeah. listen to the audio book. I got to be honest. I want to hear him talk about this. <laughs> I, 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 try, I just want to try this. digits, man. Yeah, I just want to try is, digits because I feel like you know I can't say you know most people are like joking and saying you know it's paraphernalia and all this other stuff, but I honestly think that. That drink is that damn good to have him wigging out like that. <laughs> or, you know what? what is it? Did, what did, Al Harrington was talking about the the AI strand of, of weed. Like maybe it's that. I actually I actually, I actually smoked it. I, I got a chance to smoke it, man. I don't. You know what I mean? It was. You know, I, we did a. a we did a, a video. I try did you this. look like? I gotta yeah, try so, so so here's the thing. I went, like a weed, I went to a, a press run hey, for uh, like AD. for um for the Iverson. 96 um at we they had a weed testing out here in in, uh in new york and i went and that's a new style pr so it's a um (laughs) you you eat a course and then you smoke a joint and then you eat a course and you smoke another joint and you eat a course and you smoke another joint but the thing was it's a hybrid and with this hybrid it's an indica and it's tiva and all this other stuff and it's supposed to be like similar to his crossover it crosses you over and puts you on your ass and yeah. I was literally dozing <laughs> off in between sea salt shrimp. <laughs> uh, and I listen, the food was amazing. Shouts to Julian. Great spot. But I was out of it. Out of That's it. Hilarious. So Biola has a great this. product. Shouts to Stephanie Eric like, over we're there. We're talking about practice. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we're hey. talking about and, practice. and you know what's craziest? I wish I don't smoke no more. He don't smoke no more, and it's so funny that he's promoting this, but it's just like, it's really good. Um, if it's illegal in your state, don't try it. But if it's legal in your state, I would say try it out, especially it. those people that have uh, aches and pains. We need to start a weed by tray segment. I would love it. <laughs> I would love this. it. The athletic, yo, let's let's fire it up, man. We, are just, we just smoke and just talk about basketball. I believe Matt Barnes has a podcast like that. (laughs) (laughs) Little do they know. Um, All right. Speaking of things that are too high, Kyrie Irving's too high on Andre Iguodala's rankings of all-time players. Way too high. Way. So, all right. So this is, look, I have a theory on this. Okay. I shared it in in the chat the other day. I have a theory on what's happening here. And so... Andre Iguodala came out and said that Kyrie Irving's top 20 player of all time. So it's ridiculous he's not on top 75. I'm with him that Kyrie should be on the top 75 at 75. I'm with him on that. But top 20 is insane. Like, you start going through the point guards who are better than him. Like, there's no room for him in the top 20. And that's not a knock on him. It's just there are a lot of historically great players who are better than him. And and that's okay. 
That's okay, yeah. right? And so when he's saying like, oh, I don't think Jason Kidd's as good as him, and I, you know, nah, I'm not taking Chris Paul over him and stuff. Like this is this is insane to me. So my theory, I want to throw this out here before we get to all that. And Sam A. Mick talked to him about it. Great article, great conversation in there that where I think Iguodala is out of his mind. But it was a really fun read. And so what I think is happening, you have a college football situation, right? My school <laughs> loses to Notre Dame. And we want to mm-hmm. get it, we want to make sure that we are still in the running for the college football playoff at the end of the season. But we lose early <laughs> on to, to Notre Dame you or whoever. Keep right? the resume boosted. Keep the resume Rank boosted. So what do you yeah. do? Yo, Notre Dame is no joke. You see how they handled, uh, you know, North Dakota State last week. <laughs> I mean, that North Dakota State team's pretty good. Like, so the right. way Notre Dame handled that and all this, right? You start pumping up Notre Dame all season long. How would that apply like to Andre that. Guadalla? Well, the 2016 73-9 Golden State Warriors lost to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving hit the shot, right, that sent them home and all that stuff. We had the block by LeBron and the stop by Kevin Love, which was more just a stop by Steph Curry on himself. But whatever, we have that whole big, the historic 3-1 comeback, and it tarnished what was supposed to be the greatest season in NBA history. And the way that you kind of keep bumping that up is you say, hey, we yeah, we blew that series. We lost to a, a team that's got two top 20 players of all time. Of course we're going to lose that. Right, like we you know that's that's how that works. We only <laughs> had like one top theory. twenty player of all time with Steph. They they had two, and so and I think it's I think it's a way where yes, Kyrie Irving should be on the top seventy five, but top twenty. I think that's some college football yeah. shit going on. I got I, Kyrie over Dame. Oh yeah, I think that's yeah, fair yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that too. I got um, Kyrie over I think, over Anthony Davis. Like I mean, yeah, yes, yes, yes. I those are the only two. It, those are the only two I had questions about. That was like a question. question about Kuzi, Kuzi, Mike, and all these <laughs> no, no, but I'm talking, no, 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 no. But I'm talking about guys that weren't established already. Like, right, right. yeah, yeah. So I, those two guys, I'm, for I'm sure. always going to raise for my sure. brow and say, yeah. they're top hundred guys. And I'm fine. They get I'm, in the, I'm fine. They get in the next wave. I'm fine. No, but I'm saying they get in the next wave. Over Kyrie, right? Yeah. I think with Kyrie, I think this is. I like your theory, Zach. I think part of it too is. Ball players like guys that do things that they can't do. And I think whenever we hear people talk about Kyrie, I mean, we do it in the media. Like when he's on, the stuff he does with the ball is like we craziest, haven't seen yeah, before. Craziest thing. It's ever seen, one, yeah. of the, one of the best finishers, one of the tightest handles. I think players do put a lot of stock in guys who do things that they can't do. I mean, you talk to a lot of guys around the league. They're like, who do you like to watch? Who do you watch growing up? Especially the young guys. Kyrie always comes up. And I think that, I think that plays a big part of it. He's like the players play. He's your favorite player's favorite player. Um, Simply just because of just his style. And obviously they see it up close and personal, but I think that also plays a big factor. And it's just the admiration for what he does and how not many people can do it. Like Steph's going to be the same I mean, Steph's obviously already in that conversation, but that's the appeal with Steph is he does things that nobody else can really do. Hey, I'm, minus I'm health, and I, I minus health, he a dog, though. Oh, he's different. Yeah. Short. Listen, when you think about all the things, the physical attributes, what he can do, short pose. He can shoot from the outside. He can he get to the rack. Yeah. He can finish. He can dunk. Yeah. You know, He's probably one of the most talented guards under 6'5". Yeah, you know what ever. I mean, like to but, do skill yeah. wise, right? But skill levels are ridiculous, and, and I love, I, I, I honestly love the fact that what he's been he able might to be the do most skilled player ever of twenty nine. Uh, yeah, I could, I could, I, I could say that. I, I say, there's yeah. a case to be made. I'd say KD, but yeah, yeah, okay, KD, KD too. No, KD, KD, KD should be one, and and I feel yes. like he should be in that conversation. Right top there. three, he should be yes. top three for sure. For skills, but, yeah, but, yeah, the, yeah. but isn't the issue with Kyrie Trey is that everything is so individual, so that makes it tougher to assess all this stuff on an all-time level, right? Is that he? Yes. I don't know that he makes his teammates better, right? That, that's the yeah. thing. I think it. I think it's right to separate. Like, it, there's a very nuanced conversation, right? And when you're talking about basketball players, and with Kyrie, the impact like doesn't match the skill level always. And and I think that's where sometimes players get it wrong is like like Steve Nash. That was one point guard that Andre Iguodala said was not as good as Kyrie. Steve Nash led the number one offense in the league like nine or ten straight years. Yeah, It didn't matter point. who was next to him. He led the number one offense in the league every single year. Kyrie never came close. I think his first year in Boston, they were like 18th in ranking. And he missed some of that year, but 
a lot of the, that time he was there. I mean, Nash they went further in the playoffs a- without him than they did with him. And and so I, I, I think that you have to – like skill level is obviously part of it, but it's how do you use those skills? How do you impact everyone else around you? And, and that's why it's complicated. And that's why when I saw like baseball, baseball came out and I, I think they were arguing like that one of the advanced stats should – determine how much players in arbitration make like fan graph stat i was like thank god basketball is way too complicated thank and complex god, yeah. for that to ever happen we could never look at one stat and, and say like this, this is how a player is because that's not how it is it, you're going to be different in every situation you're going to be different depending on who's around you if you have lebron and you have kyrie both going at the same time that team is impossible to stop and kyrie in that final series played at a level that few players have ever reached. Has he done that all the time? Has he done it consistently? No. Um, But I also think like that's why the conversation is so difficult because Kyrie can touch a level that almost no one can because he is one of the most skilled players who ever walked this earth. But he rarely does. Same way how they look at Stockton too though. Like, you know how like it's just kind of like short white dude. You know what I mean? Like and they just try to disrespect. Plays the right way, and it's not like yeah. it's not Dirty cool. As hell. The same way how yeah. the same way how they have the Giannis screen. The same way they have the Giannis no bag conversation. I, it falls into yep. that, and I think honestly, Eagle is just kind of you know praising how it looks, and that's I mean, the same way how we look at exactly it in LeBron. It like is. LeBron, LeBron doesn't have a sexy game, but you look at KD and you say, oh, well, he's seven feet and he can shoot threes, and he makes it, and it looks pure, or yeah. he shoot ninety percent, but like. You can't say LeBron's not a scorer, or you can't. He ne, LeBron never ends up in somebody's score conversation, and he's right. He could put not a scorer because he's never in no, the conversation, no, but no, he's no, no, very no. much he so no. a scorer. I refuse. I refuse. No, no, on I'm, this, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I'm just talking about conversation wise. Yeah. If I said who's the best scorer, nobody's gonna be like yeah. LeBron because yeah, I, the I, I, I would definitely that. throw not him in LeBron. there because they're not gonna say that. I, I hate this LeBron, and it's something he feels where it's like hashtag not even a score. Motherfucker, you're like fifth all time in scoring average. Right. No, but that's what I'm saying. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like I'm league. saying, at the end of the day, he is a scorer, but when it comes to open conversation yeah. and the aesthetics those type of how of, he plays, the aesthetics of it doesn't sell yeah. enough for him to be considered by his peers. He's not respected by his peers as a scorer, when, of course, obviously he's scored <sighs> I don't know, top man, three, think, top that's four. Where, yeah. If that's Giannis, why players always yeah. rate Carmelo Anthony higher than anyone else does. Because he looks like because what, well, Carmelo yeah, did all like, of this shit that a, was impossible. Pain in the ass to like, guard too, because he's he, a bull. He could too. hit you with yeah. a jab and kill you, and it was like, yeah, that's incredible. And he was in his prime, amazing. But also, like there were other people who played a little differently, didn't maybe have as difficult a game to stop one on one. But did more for their teams. Right. It's, a, it's a really well, he, complicated yeah, he also, discussion. He also always got hit with like, "Well, he's not LeBron." It's like, okay, and like, no right. one's LeBron. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. The guy who's being compared to possibly being one of the greatest of all time. We're gonna yeah, right. him with that. And, it's like, yeah, and it all it always bothers me too. Where it's like, well, with the Knicks, I was like, okay, so he didn't solve James Dolan. Oh no, what an indictment! Like, come on, <laughs> right. man. Like, yeah, I get it. I'm a mellow guy, so so I I'm going to be a little more sensitive to that criticism. I'm like, okay, yeah, he didn't pull the Knicks out of a fucking dumpster every single year. Like, yeah, I guess that's a knock on him. Yeah. He was playing with Landry Fields. They had some right. good years when he right. was there. Like, they, they had a couple of good years. One they were really rocking good with year. him, J.R. Smith, and Jason Kidd. And they also yeah. they also existed Chauncey. when LeBron was on the Heat. Like I don't know what to do with that. You know? Yeah. Like it's I don't know. There's some narratives that I don't understand. And like like you guys are talking about, like Giannis. There is the people in their mind have an idea, and it, it goes to the same thing when people talk about like positions in basketball. Like everybody still wants to label players certain positions it's the same thing with like labeling style of play like oh Giannis isn't a scorer because he has his bag isn't deep enough Giannis gets 30 every night like relax right. same with LeBron <laughs> yeah. like it's like what do it's just the aesthetics of it well, I people have get 30 every night though you know what I mean though like yeah, he's I know a, he's a walking <laughs> you know I had to throw that yeah. shot near you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah for sure like I, I don't know people just everybody needs everything in a category and there's a, like a picture of what it's supposed to look like next to each category. That's just not what it is in today's NBA. I mean, if Kyrie, my other theory is that Iguodala just likes messing with people. That too. is also we do yeah, know yeah, Andre yeah, Iguodala big troll, loves big troll, messing with people. Should be factored yes. in. Yes. He loves messing but, with people. But if Kyrie was really but a top also, twenty guy, to him. Boston, 
Boston with those years that had him, would it have been so underwhelming? Right. Well, he, like, was, he was hurt. I mean, like I, 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 I'm with you, Mo. Like he, his resume without LeBron isn't good, right? But also, like he is hurt a lot, and that's got to that's got to counter for some of that. Sure, but if we're, but if we're if we're still including Bill fucking Walton in there. I'm not. <laughs> no, but he is, but he's in there, right? He like he, he should made, be in the top seventy five. There's no arguing that. Like Bill Walton? top twenty. No. Oh Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, okay. Not putting... All I know is I was watching Bob Cousy highlights the other day and like fam. Garbage. Like, come on. Nah, they, he, he was a truth. No. He was he wasn't. He was a he was a truth for his time, sure, but like No, he was a I'm truth when Bill Russell was on his back. Bill Russell was crazy for the nineteen twenties. Fam, he was cool for his 1920s. Yes, 90 billion basketball be- better players have come through. I'm, anybody that might have was a milkman at some point, like I'm not, you're not in my list. I'm sorry if you played uh, the the convenience store guy who had free days on Tuesdays to play on the the local team that made it to the NBA. I don't care if, how many points you have. If you couldn't nah. dribble left without turning your back, you're not on my list. Nah, if you were throwing behind the back passes in the 1870s, you deserve to be there. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you got out of fighting for the North in the Civil War and then hit someone with a right to right crossover, like you're the truth, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking oh, of the Cavs, uh, my man said the right to right crossover. Yeah, because he didn't dribble his left. <laughs> right to right. <laughs> That's sick. (laughs) Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub an official partner of The Athletic. I, I feel like like his highlights are, he. you can see him lift his leg as he goes between his legs. Like, you can, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a nine-year-old trying to do an in-between-the-legs crossover. <laughs> um, all right, speaking uh, of the Cavs, the Cavs are good, guys. I'm in on this Cavs team. I'm in on are. Evan Mobley, obviously. I've been in on Jared Allen. I tried to, I tried to convince you guys during the summer that that was a great contract. But this Cavs team is legitimately good, I think. I don't think, like, and they've had this almost every year since LeBron left again, where they have a good start in the first 10 games. Most seasons are a better start than we would expect. And then things kind of, like, trickle out and eventually they're garbage. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think they're legitimately good. I don't know if it means they avoid the play-in tournament and finish top six. That's probably aggressive considering how deep the East is. But Mo, where are you on the Cavs right now? I'm very in on Evan Mobley. I still think the wheels are going to come off because this is just what happens every year with Cleveland. Last year, they started out, they were eight to seven after 15 games. This year, they're better. They're at eight and or nine and five right but now. They don't have Andre Drummond anymore, bro. <laughs> exactly. That's probably <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was before they got Andre Drummond. But still, like everything that goes with it, Mobley's just been phenomenal. Like He's he he I mean, the fact they just they scored only nine points against the Celtics in the first quarter and came back to win the game. I don't know. I mean, that says a ton about Cleveland. Says a little bit about Boston as well. I'm going to let Jay de- deal with that later. But the uh, when I just look at it, I just feel eventually the wheels are going to come off. But right now, off to a great start. It wouldn't shock me if they're a playing team, though. Mobley had one of the best blocks I've ever seen against the Celtics where Jason Tatum was wide Oof. open for an easy layup and all of a sudden Evan Mobley <laughs> comes out of nowhere covers what 10 15 feet and somehow gets there before it's a goaltending and they called it a goaltending in in real time because because there was no I'm way pretty sure it, they were just it, like it, there's it was no the, fucking chance he actually did it this. was a semi-pro reaction to the alley-oop right it was like foul yeah. but like two fouls <laughs> 
But they, they had him like that, Jack. <laughs> he is he is a seven foot tall rookie. They had him legitimately guarding Jason Tatum, not even in switches, guarding yeah. Jason Tatum in crunch time. He's crazy. And the Celtics were going to Dennis Schroeder instead. Like <laughs> yes. that that's the level that Mobley's at right now. Yeah. I, I am so in on the Cavs defense. I think they are going to be the grossest playing good team <laughs> this year. And I, I say that with the utmost respect. Right, yeah, like right. they just don't have enough scoring. Especially no like to, Colin Sexton tore his meniscus, right? So we don't know what that's gonna mean for him. Um, yeah, and Garland's taking a huge stride. He's like, real, I wanted to make sure we shouted him he, out. He, he, really he's, good. he was good he's last year. But like people are gonna beg Okoro to shoot. They're gonna beg yeah. Wade yeah, to shoot. Okoro might not be good. It's they're, still very good, but I yeah, he's someone that I'm just like, man, I I don't know. Th- about there him. are so many guys you're just like, yeah, do whatever you want, man. Like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but and then the other part of this is they have unlocked Spain Ricky Rubio. And just kind of mm-hmm. let him do his thing. He's, 30, and he's, he's awesome. He, he's, he's so underrated. He's so impactful. Yeah, he's so impactful. Team, and they bring yeah. him off the bench. And when you he's have help Chetty Osmond too. Yeah. Them, those yeah. two off the bench. Like that's Yo, unlocked they, Chetty. They, he, had these, good. They've had these end of game defensive possessions where it's R- Rubio, obviously good defender. But then like Chetty Osmond, Dean Wade is on the court. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening right now? Well, this right. is the best <laughs> defensive unit. Like, and they're like on? fine. Yeah, and they're, they're fine. No, like, they're winning. Yeah, yeah but I'm just yeah. like, I mean, obviously Jamie Bickerstaff knows more than I do, but I'm just like, really, this is it's your a gross lineup. lineup. Shout yeah, out to Jamie. I was Jamie, hyping up man. the Cavs in, in my group off. chat with my brothers. Oh, Jamie's yeah, good, man. Jamie's he's a great good coach. dude too. Good. Dude. I was hyping up the Cavs in the, the group chat with the King brothers the other day. And one of my brothers responded, I just looked at their box score and they started fucking Dean Wade. Like, let's just tone it down. <laughs> this is actually more of a J King trying to pump them up for this because they beat the Celtics, right? Is this I don't I don't think, oh, I don't no, think that was one of the grossest the games. Celtics team. I think he'd prefer a better. That Celtics was one of the grossest games of all time. The Celtics turned it did not deserve to win that Oof. one. Holy shit. Yeah. They uh they didn't. Turns out when you throw out a lineup of Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith, Romeo Langford, Jabari Parker, and Grant Williams. It's not a good thing. That's that's sick. Good lord, that's disgusting. Um, not a good thing. On the other end of that, on the other end of that, the Hawks and the Grizzlies. It's looking rough right now. It's still very early, and they'll they'll be fine. I think we've been kind of like hypnotized by Ja Morant because Ja's been so good, but this Grizzlies team is getting destroyed a lot of nights. Yeah. And their defense still hasn't corrected itself. I don't think it's going to be this bad, but it, it still hasn't corrected itself. They did just get Dylan Brooks back, but the Grizzlies are struggling. The Hawks are struggling. Neither of these like fun young teams who had success the last couple of years are, I guess last year specifically are off to a good start. I expected the Hawks to take a little bit of a step back, but not like, not like this. Are are you guys, James, are you worried about either of these teams moving forward? Um, Atlanta, I am a little bit, and it's only because of what Trey said that like kind of concerned me when he was like, yeah, man, after what we just went through, it is kind of hard getting through the regular season. Like you guys really didn't do shit. <laughs> like you got, you got to the Eastern yeah. conference finals. Like I get he it. Gotta like, humble himself. Yeah. Like Bro, you beat the Knicks and you beat Ben Simmons. That's it. Right. <laughs> like, so if like the snake of like the head of your snake has that mentality, it's like, and you can kind of see it with some of the, I don't know the guys, but it seems like they have a makeup of guys who could be a little cocky. Obviously we know Trey is, and it's, it just seems like they think they're better than they are. And it's like eh, their margin for error last year was kind of small and everything kind of fell exactly right for them to make this Cinderella type run. Like, it's not like they were, I don't know, like Nate did a phenomenal job, but I, I think it, the situation before that was just so bad. It was just a breath of fresh air. Like everything came together perfectly for Atlanta last year. And like, I, they can't have that mentality uh, and expect to have success. And I think that's a problem. And then I look at Memphis. It is concerning as much as Dylan Brooks could be a, I wouldn't want to play with him. He does help your basketball team. So I think I would I think, definitely want to play with him. He's a fucking warrior. He is a warrior. I'd want him, also I'd want him on the just, defensive end of the floor. Yeah. They don't have any terrible losses. I mean, except New Orleans, um, which just was that last night. Yeah, yeah. Last night. Other than that, they lost to Phoenix, Charlotte. Uh, I want to say Wizards. one of the LA teams. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. Like also Lakers. Yeah. 
It's it's I, not. I don't know. Seven, six, and seven, seven, and seven. It's on par for. I think it's just for, for me. It's more like lost. when they lose. It's bad. It's You're a right. bad loss, right? Like they yeah. fall apart. They've only had one loss by single digits this year, and yeah. everything else well, is is big. I still Here's, think that's a young team. It shouldn't. I still think there's some of the young team in there. Maybe things get spiral. They get out of control. I don't know. I'm not too worried about them, but the Hawks, but, I am worried about. But but the the Grizzlies have also changed their identity. Like Jonas Valanciunas was a huge part of their team last year. He was really freaking good. Kyle Anderson was one of their two or three best players for mo- most of last year. He's coming off the bench now and playing a smaller role because Jaron Jackson's back. So they've changed a lot. And th- they just have to figure some things out now that they've changed it, now that they're leaning more on their younger players, now that Valanciunas isn't there anymore. The Hawks, I, I feel like they've just – like you've got, when you get some success and you're young, you got to get humbled. And that's just how the NBA kind of goes. It's like – you get success, you take a step back, you take a couple steps forward, and then the league humbles you. Like That's just how it goes. And I think they were probably ahead of schedule last year, and now they're getting a reminder like winning is difficult in the NBA, yeah. even if you're pretty talented, even if you've got Trey Young. And and Trey's, Trey's like, there are a lot of stars right now that, that just aren't playing up to their, their normal standards, and Trey's one of those guys. I think part of it, too, with the Hawks is still trying to figure out just rotation guys have a, had a good Eastern conference run in the playoffs, everything like that. And now they want more. now you have Cam Reddish playing fewer minutes than he was last year. You have Kevin Herter playing fewer minutes than he was last year. Gallinari barely playing. Like, I think it's still trying to just figure out, you know, who should be playing what rotations lineups mm-hmm. and things like that. Now that they're actually healthier than they were last season. Remember last season, just, Everybody was in and out of the lineup. As soon as they got somebody back, somebody else would get hurt. And they didn't have to worry about minutes and things like that and roles and and stuff like that. It was just plug and play at that point. Now they're fairly healthy for the most part. And they just too many guys, you know, and it makes it a little bit challenging for McMillan to figure out how many minutes to give somebody, you know, and sometimes it's Cam Reddish can't get going because he's got to get out so that Herder can get in and get his minutes and things like that. I think that's one of the problems with the Hawks. 2-5 Two five to Atlanta, baby. Oh, okay. Make it happen. Okay, what? I'd be all in. What? I'd be all in. There's a trade there somewhere. Oh There's a trade. Goodness. Yeah, I don't hate. Gosh, I, can I don't, you imagine Trey and Ben on the same team? I mean, uh, yeah, they'd be yeah. they'd make sweet this music. Is, this is the thing too, though, about him about two five is that he needs to figure out what's going on right now. You know what I mean? Because it's not even about yeah, basketball. Sure. It could be trade scenarios, and in his case. He's dealing with something, um, you know, with his mental health. And if if that's, you know, the most important thing, then maybe basketball should be put aside. You know what I mean? Like For sure. The media, the media to- battle there, Trey, is crazy. Like what the, the oh, Sixers are putting out there, then what Clutch puts out there in response and stuff. Like it is, it's actually kind of nasty, like how this is no, it's unfolded ve- it's, in it's the It's very overshadowing yeah. what the Sixers are trying to do and move forward. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Seth Curry's playing great. You know, obviously they're they're they've been banged up. You know, guys have been you know they started out uh, sitting great. out with protocol. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, you know, mm-hmm. Young Matisse and Joel yeah. sitting out. Um, but when they're full strength, strength, you know, what I mean, not my full strength, but you know, at least with a decent enough amount of you know members on the team, they they can win ball games. You know, without two five. So yeah, until two five figures it out, I mean. This is going to be that, you know, what we thought Brooklyn would be dealing with throughout the rest of the season. You know what I mean? Like, everybody was like, oh, we're going to be talking about Kyrie all season. We have not. Yeah, that's kind of gone away. Yeah, we really have forgot about Kyrie. It's crazy. No one's talking about Kyrie (laughs) until Andre Iguodala. And it's great. And that's great, though, because, again, because Kyrie can go focus on whatever he wants to do. The Nets can move forward, which they have chosen to do. But in this situation with Philly, it has been back and forth. Like, a story was released during the fourth quarter to start, like in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, come on, come on, man. Like they're 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 doing too much, and I know these guys just want to move on and just play basketball, whether it's win or lose. But it's such a distraction at this point. Like whether you know, uh, you know the the PA supports Simmons in in his situation, or you know Philly decides to just tell him to stay home, you know, and don't mm-hmm. come back until. You know, you're ready and, and we find a suitor for you. But at the moment, like, it's just, it's very ugly. 
And I don't, I, I mean, I commend the players that who do go out and still perform and try to win ball games for them. Well, while we're talking about Ben Simmons, I just want to say a point about the mental health situation. Um, I, I see a lot of people kind of dismissing it and thinking he, he might be making it up, whatever, because he wants to get out of Philadelphia. When you really think about it, like if you were going to have a mental health episode, that would be it, it. would be the worst thing ever to fail on the biggest stage, first of all, like in a pretty epic way, and then have two of your colleagues just rip you apart publicly afterwards yeah. that everyone hears about. And then the team wants to trade you, and then you're forced to go back into that environment and and deal with all the people that kind of wanted to move on from you in the first place like yeah, that would be the perfect recipe for a mental health episode if if that was yeah, like once, so yeah Let's so pump I, the it, it makes me uncomfortable yeah. it makes me uncomfortable when people dismiss it um just just because obviously he's trying to get out of philadelphia and obviously it's a contentious situation but yeah, Man, you, I mean, you can like, have all the team meetings and like, all right, we're all going to take accountability. It, it doesn't change the fact that um, it doesn't change the fact that like you're still not going to ride with Joel Embiid at that point or Doc Rivers, two guys mm-hmm. who publicly threw you under the bus, right? Like you could, all right, we met yeah. with the team and all that, that. That's cool. You can have that meeting, but if you're if you're two five in that situation, you'd be like, all right, yeah, we we cleared the air, but the air is still not clear. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I do think I think the tricky part of that is that I I do think the mental health, and I'm not saying it's not necessarily real or not, I don't know, but you go that route if you're still trying to get paid. Right? Yeah, for like, sure. It, like that but is, but that, how many stars have have asked out and haven't gone that route and still it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like how many how else. many have been in this situation? Not many, right? Like, and it's a new, it's a new era where that is recognized. Whereas, if you did this ten years ago, everyone would be laughing at you constantly, right? Yeah. Yep. Shit. Five years ago, five years ago, he would have gotten roasted for this, right? I mean, I mean, my 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 biggest answer for this is: look, if this is actual thing for him, he should step away from the team, step away from the NBA. Get it going, but that's you what. Yeah, but and, the, the, and that's part. But of they've the already right, said they the, don't believe him. Basically, but saying get the right support. And if he does that step he away, they'll, they'll take away his money. I mean, I, I mean, I don't it's know. Ugly. Like I, we said, I mean, it's I ugly. Or it's, try it's, to at it's least become ugly, right? Like that's the yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. It didn't need to get here. I think is the big thing. Like, I, I think both sides have just handled it poorly, Agreed. and it should have been resolved before anybody stepped foot on philadelphia campus uh for training camp is just drawn out everybody's being stubborn it just doesn't make i it's 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 a bad look for everybody i need to apologize i laughed at daryl when he said this could go on for four years i was like get out of here it's gonna go on i think it's gonna (laughs) go on for four years yeah i think so yo i'm glad you brought up if you won't i haven't i never saw him in person uh until he was uh when the Sixers were in town a few weeks ago. Yo, he's like six nine. No, he's like six four. <laughs> <laughs> he's not six nine. Oh, yeah, he's like six nine. Shout out to Daryl Morey. Shout out to Daryl Morey, man, with the knee extension. The knee extension surgery. Shout out to Daryl Morey's oversized <laughs> ass. Yo, he's tall. I didn't. I didn't think like. I just had in my mind he was like a short guy. I thought he hey, was a little nerd. James, did you he's take tall. it as like well? He has basketball height, so he could get his shit. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> real, for real. I'm like, oh, well, he was 5'8". I'd be like, what? Well, maybe there is something to this analytics movement. Like, it's yeah. If like, he was 5'8", his 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 opinion didn't six, matter. Nine. Six nine. Shout out to six nine, Demo. Yes, he's, he's six, four, six, six four. Five. He's no, he's like yeah. he's like six four, six three, six James, four. James, how tall do you think the rest of us are? As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I've been, I've been around, James I've been Mitten. around everybody else. I don't think me and Mo have been in the same room. Mo's so, like 5'6", uh, 5'5", five, 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 something whoa, like that. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> Damn, Zach, no! That's no. Height, no. no. <laughs> hey, man, Damn. listen, Muggsy got it done. Check out his uh, documentary yeah. coming out soon, too. Shout out to Earl Boykins. Does he take shots at yes. Scotty Pippen in there, too? Shout out to Earl Boykins, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> All right, before we He's go. He's not as tall as Daryl Moore. Before we go, because I teased it, and I would just end the episode on that, but, you know, I did say it in the beginning of the show. And, uh, and so I want to know, James, we yes. have these rumors, these whispers of maybe, just maybe, if there's a Marvin Bagley the third trade to happen, Detroit is the place. What say you? I think, well, here's what I know. I know Detroit has monitored the situation uh, for a while, dating back to last year. I know the Ooh. Kings offered and the Pistons right. Love said, no. I love when the situation has been monitored back to last year. I like, like that is such an exciting <laughs> is, I love that. turn of events. Yes. Yeah, yeah, always. They offered uh, Sadiq Bay for Marvin Bagley. The Pistons said no. Ooh. Pistons uh, should have. That was last year. Never done that, but the yeah. Kings. It was yeah, I like, I like Sadiq Bay. That's nice. Yes, yeah. Sadiq's nice. Um, I think what's going to happen, the Pistons, Kelly Olynyk. For those who don't know, is out for at least six weeks. Right now, the only true centers they have is Isaiah Stewart and second round pick Luca Garza. Obviously, they're rebuilding. Marvin Bagley, young, skilled, the type of guy that if you're Detroit, you would trade for and see if you can get some type of reclamation project. I mean, they've had some success. Christian Wood got paid because of what he did in Detroit. Um, Josh, Josh Jackson looks nice. Yeah. He's been good. Um, there's, I'm trying to, there's another one I can't think right now. Uh, Frank Jackson is another one has been good. Um, I, so he, he's ideally the type of guy you'd want to trade for. My thing is, I don't know how it gets done. Hamadou Diallo in, is the likely kind of trade chip just because he's not playing. He's young. There's upside there, I guess, but he can't be traded until December because he just signed, um, resigned, and same with Trey Lyles, and it would have to be like those two to make the money match. And Pistons don't have an open roster spot. I think the Kings have like 17, like they have a full roster as well, or something like that. I, I, I don't know if it works. It'd have to be a lot of moving parts, but from a basketball standpoint, Marvin Bagley would make sense in Detroit. Mm-hmm. From a culture standpoint, I don't know the guy. Um, you hear things about him and his team uh i don't know if he exactly fits the type of personalities that they're trying to build here in detroit but from just a pure detroit's rebuilding we need to we should take a flyer on this guy if it costs just a few minor things they should do it it makes sense i don't think it happens but i don't know it could so there's no more clarity from when you first asked me that question sorry it's okay Great at job. least you talk for a couple of minutes <laughs> yeah <I mean. laughs> I feel like I was just going. We circles. got to shout out Sadiq Bay, so that's good. He'd be a great <laughs> yes. flyer for the Pistons to take. Yeah. yeah oh, well, for sure. Who I'm knows not. if he'll be anything in the I NBA. Th- I, think but I think he's salvageable, man. Like, he can I, definitely I think score. He's, he's definitely yeah. a solid offensive player. And yeah. Who knows what else he could be. Right. And if it costs you just like Hamadou and, and Trey Lyles, I mean, oh, in a second. <laughs> yeah, yes. when you do that ten, yes. 11 times out of 10, yeah. Honestly, I think, I think even if it costs him, like, you know, it would help if he was – healthy to make this whole conversation better but if it costs them like the kings are like you know what we need a veteran we want kelly olenek right. we'll say, like i think right. that's a great value for the pistons because it's not like they're gonna win with olenek if it gets you a you know sort of buy low option with bagley to makes see. things easier for the the young guys so yeah the idea shout out to him, kelly yes, it has not so far i guess the idea of him. kelly yeah i don't i don't 
Is that how we're going to end the podcast? We're going to end the podcast on shout out to Kelly Olenek. Shout That's going to gonna do it for this episode of Basketbuds. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah Flint, Warriors Michigan hype. for sure. Yeah, shout out Flint. <laughs> shout out Chi-Town for some reason earlier in the show. I don't know why that got thrown in there as a the Billy Bulls Donovan are good. Shout out. Yeah, um, shout out Billy Donovan. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Again, ninth time in the show. Shout out to Billy Donovan. Shout out Poku. 30% dangerous 30% oh, though. all right yeah I'm just if you've played in the NBA shout out okay uh, that's that's gonna be how we end the, end the show make sure you subscribe to the athletic shout out bimbo Cole. make sure you good lord why did you pull bimbo Jay, this is where you enter Jay this is where you enter the Cole Anthony rant no, I'm talking about where he's shouting out Mo Bamba and he said facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Best coverage of sports on the internet. Make sure you check out all the podcasts, not just on The Athletic NBA show, with all of our days of the week. Make sure you're checking out No Dunks, all the team-specific shows. Make sure Shout you out check Bobby out Michelle Turtle. Beatles' new show, What I Miss, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. New addition to The Athletic podcast network and uh for trevon edwards for modak yill for jake king for Shout out lindsey hunter lindsey hunter right uh or any other old pistons chris cayman chris cayman for sure anybody else we want to throw in there no but i have a tremendous Clarence chris story to tell you guys Carol Miner. that i can't Carol say Miner. You know what? we're gonna end it on baby jordan shout out baby jordan that's it for us <laughs> <laughs> you know scotty pippen probably hated harold Miner. <laughs>